Today is September 6th, and we're looking at Exodus chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. Welcome to When God Whispers. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and of beast, is mine. Then Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, for by a strong hand the Lord brought you out from this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. Today in the month of Abib you are going out. And when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which he swore to your fathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. No leavened bread shall be seen with you, and no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory. You shall tell your son on that day, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt, and it shall be to you as a sign on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand, the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this statute at its appointed time from year to year. We see these verses are the beginning of instructions for a new nation. God shares that the firstborn, whether human or animal, is to be consecrated to him. It also served as a reminder that firstborns were his. Israel was God's firstborn. Firstborn was thought to be the best, and finally that God redeemed his firstborn Israel from Egypt. In verses 3 through 7, we read about the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. In verses 8 through 10, we're to remind the Israelites to tell their children why these things were done. Indeed, these verses do share God's instructions. Do you think God had expectations for the Israelites to carry out these instructions? Is this also a matter of obedience? Throughout this chapter, we will see God directing the Israelites, Moses and Aaron, again and again with expectation of obedience. Does God ask for our obedience? Are there areas in your life where Holy Spirit is urging you to become more obedient to God's calling? Pray that God will help you as you seek discernment and a life of obedience to our Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, I never realized until recently as I'm digging into your word more and more how much you have written to us about obedience. I know this is an important thing to you because you do talk about it so often. I know I struggle with being obedient in every area of my life. It isn't that I'm not willing 
to give things up to you, but I find myself casually picking it back up without thinking about it. I find myself impatient at things that truly don't matter. I find myself angry at things that shouldn't even raise my eyebrows. Why is it I'm so easily drawn into disobedience over and over again? I want to be obedient. I want so much to serve you without reservation, but I fail miserably. Paul talks about this very thing when he says, I do what I know I shouldn't do and what I don't want to do. I know that isn't exactly how it's worded in Romans 7, but it's how I explain it. I know it's easy to say, I'm human, I'm going to make mistakes, or, or the devil made me do it. But that's not taking responsibility for myself. The devil can tempt me, but he certainly cannot make me do anything. I'm under your grace and mercy, Father. And I have the power inside me because Jesus lives in me to overcome the devil anytime about anything. Help me to remember this, Father. Help me to exhibit this trait of strength that comes from you. Help me to show the world what faith in you looks like, not in my power, but in yours. In Jesus' name, amen.